Welcome to another episode of the Hey Hustle Podcast. It's me, the Trap Trainer, your host, a.k.a. Big Hayes, a.k.a. Coach Hayes. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Today's a special, special episode. It is Thursday, July 27th, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my birthday, which makes this the big birthday episode. Let's go. Oh, my God. My God. My birthday. My birthday. It's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm usually busy every day and I work every day. You know, I, I, it's a blessing to be able to live through your gift. And and usually I you know, at least a couple hours a day, I get some, some training in and, and, and I always get podcasting in. It's you know, especially on the weekdays, five days a week I, on the podcast. I don't mess around. Notes seven days a week, always just making notes and, and trying to, you know, get the show getting better, boosting it up. And I've always shown my kids that, you know, um, when others choose to relax on their birthday, you know, make it such a holiday, which which I'm, believe me, grateful for the gifts and grateful for the dinners or lunches and stuff like that that we get. But I, I'm also thankful, as a, especially as an entrepreneur, to be able to take care of my family with my business to be able to live through my gift and take care of my family. So on holidays, I am thankful. On birthdays, I am thankful. I'm just, I'm just, you know, so I, I work, I sacrifice. I think that's really what God showed us. Sacrifice, sacrifice was such the big deal. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice on your birthday. I mean, it don't mean that others can't celebrate you, but you celebrating yourself, probably not. I don't do a lot of celebrating myself. My life is really about the upliftment of others, shining the light on others, uplifting others. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have to put myself in the spotlight to deliver the message, to be the light. And it happens 24-7. Not 24-7, I must take that. I must take that back. Recently, recently, you know, as I start reading the Bible, I gotta get back consistent. But I've been re- I, you know, I was reading the Bible every day. And I just got so busy a little bit lately. I haven't been on it every day, but it just it just really it just really shows you or really start to show me and guide me on uh on sacrifice how much sacrifice was such a big part of everything how you know how sacrifice was just such a crucial part of everything going on in the bible right and 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 being obedient to God. You're looking for guidance. That and that that's what I'm I'm constantly after. Throwback Thursday, therapy Thursday, going over some little therapy right now. Just just absolutely amazing. For me on my birthday, I'm always kind of looking back. On my life, <clears throat> it's always a reflection. Birthdays is always about reflection to me. Where am I at? The shit I've been through. I'm still here. Am I healthy? Am I happy? My family. My relationship with God. My birthday, that's what I think about. How much further am I than I was last year to the goals I set? I believe we all are pre-programmed with things God wants us to contribute out here in the earth. Everybody got their own field where you contribute. There's some people that contribute 
working with kids. Some people contribute, you know, helping people financially. Some people, you know, empowering people over here. Everybody has their way. And I believe some people come here and get jobs and get stuck and never find that purpose. And you become dispendable to God because you're not even doing this job. You're not doing it. So you can be the wealthiest, the healthiest, everything else. But something, you know, in my head, God can let something happen to you because you're not really doing what you're supposed to be here to do. If this is all supposed to be, everybody has a purpose and you come here and you never even think about, want to consider what your purpose is. You you just here working or just here, you know, partying or just here doing whatever and not then you understand why you ain't happy. Then you understand mm-mm. Not it. Understand that purpose. Try to find it. Try to find it. Somebody told me the other day. Somebody asked me the other day. Well, they, they didn't actually ask me, but they were saying, I'm trying to find what my gift is. This was somebody told me the other day. Throwback Thursday. I'm going to get to the stories in, in just a little bit. And um, he said, I'm trying to figure out my gift. I've just been working. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to figure out my gift. I got a great, he had a, he had a pretty good job. This girl got a pretty good job. And so he's like, I'm just trying to figure out my gift. Somebody broke this down the best I've ever heard of breakdown. Gary V. Gary Vayner. Vaynerchuk, I think that's his last name. Gary V. Check him out on Instagram. This dude is a genius. But he broke it down the best I've ever, ever heard. Okay? If you're trying to find your gift. If you're somebody out there, you hear me say, I live through my gift. Um... And how good it feels, right? How like once you get there, you feel like you're covered, like you you can build, you can build because your foundation is 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 solid. But Gary talked about how you can find your gift. How do you find your gift? Gary said, "It's something. I get your gift. Your gift." Is something that you are good at and that you love to do, and it also benefits others. Yes, it benefits you, but it covers those three bases right there. It benefits or helps others. It does something that benefits or helps others. That's a gift. God's not giving you a gift just to make money. Now, your gift might require or it might give you a lot of money, but it's it's because you're actually following your gift and doing what you're supposed to do. God is rewarding you. And some people make a lot of money and it's not, it you know, because they, they, they got a great idea, and but it's not their gift and they just have no peace. And they don't understand why can't I be happy? This money is not buying me happiness. Correct. Correct. Living through your gift, living with purpose, and that is what makes you actually happy. I have people that got 20 times more than me that hate me because I put on display that I love my life. Even in the bad times. Even in the bad times. Even when I lost my business. Even when I lost my house, even when I lost my dog, even when my father passed away, even when my mother-in-law passed away, even when, right, don't matter. Even when I, I got denied from buying a house and the, the realtor told me, you got to pay off all your student loans first. If you pay off all your student loans, you're guaranteed to get the house. I went and paid off all my student loans, all of them. And thinking I was going to buy the house and still got rejected. Then found out I was probably one of the people that got caught up in the old uh, uh, getting denied because of on my base of color. It don't stop, bro. And God still bless me. 
because I didn't I didn't I didn't turn a cold heart. I didn't get off I didn't get off course. Stayed obedient. Stayed the course. Continue living through my gift. Which allowed me to live with purpose. And then the blessing comes. And that's what I'm living. I'm living in the blessing season. And it's just amazing to be here. A year ago. I was, and I'm still pinching myself that life is, is, is shining on me. Still, still blows me away that life is shining on me. I thought for sure. When I fell down, when I lost my house, when I lost my business, and I see my family crying, and I felt like a fucking loser, and I and I didn't want to be mad at God, but I didn't know who else to blame. Thank God for, you know, one of my mentors telling me about visualizing and meditating. I already knew about visualizing, but talk, Lindsay, Lindsay Struthers, one of my mentors, coaching mentors, life mentors, talked to me when I, I told him, I called him and told him how I was feeling. It's about a, about a couple of years ago. Right after the red line, after losing the house, after all that kind of stuff, none of my nobody could help me. Right? I mean, it just it's just one of those things you just got to go through, and they see you drowning and falling, and nobody knows whether you're gonna get up. I didn't know whether I was gonna be able to get back up. I knew I wasn't gonna stop fighting, but I, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, you just just living. And I remember calling. I remember calling my man, calling Lindsay, and saying, "Man, I, I'm 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 stuck. So I I think God is mad at me. Something's going on, bro. Like I thought this move was the right move, and and you know it all. It just you know just all went to shit. In the process, I ended up losing my crib. You know, so I'm letting my family down. The last thing I want to do as an entrepreneur is have my family feeling, feeling, you know." The struggle is I go through the struggle. You know, um, I do this not so they don't struggle because they, they got to go through their shit too. And, and, and in hindsight, it's probably best for them that they actually feel some of that. But, you know, it's hard as a parent to go through that. And so to be able to see their face and to see them cry and be hurt and see them not under, see them not understand like I didn't understand what was happening. What was God setting us up for? He was taking something away from us in our eyes. But in reality, he was setting us up for a much bigger blessing. And I'd had no idea. I was just mad. So Lindsay started talking to me about meditating. Talking me through it. Exactly what to do. Get into a quiet place. Close your eyes. Think about nothing. Just, just, just be. Start like clouds. Just, just being like in a cloud, and just be, just have gratitude. Just be thankful. And invite that conversation with God, where you're just saying thank you. Pour into me. Like, I'm just I'm just going to sit here. If you got something to tell me, if you got instructions for me, like you're sitting there talking to God. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, instead of you asking him stuff, instead of you begging him for stuff, and that's what prayer used to be for me. Oh, God, please let this happen. Please, God, let this happen. Please, God. And a lot of that shit never happened. And he said, man, you know, don't beg God. Don't ask him for anything. Just be. 
Let him tell you what he wants you to do. Instead of you, instead of you begging for something, instead of you asking God for something, why don't you just be quiet? And if a thought come in your mind, invite that thought to leave. And you just sit there and be still and let him tell you. And in your mind, you can tell him what, if you got problems, he can read your mind. You're opening up and you just having gratitude for being there that day. You can talk to thank you for thank you for another day. Thank you for not please may I have this. Thank you. Thank him for what he's already did. If you're gonna do anything. So that's the gratitude part. I thank him for what I already have. Thank him for my life, my wife, my my business, my purpose, my 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 being able to breathe another day, being able to breathe be being able to be here another year, being able to inspire so many people, being able to mean somebody, to mean something to so many people. And then you know, building this podcast and this new community, building something bigger than myself, much bigger than myself, much bigger than a building full of kids working out, much better, bigger than a school full of kids working out. I want to build something that is on, you know, many continents and, and all states, and, and, and I'm a light. And that's why God allows me to shine, because I live my If you decide, if I, look how much I talk about God. When you talk about I'm not, I live my life like a light, I'm saying if you, got the, if you got the nuts to get up here and tell the truth and not just be trying to get, uh, trying to get attention, if you're just not, you know, in here trying to, if you're actually trying to help somebody, you're actually trying to spread the real word about what's actually important, right? Like, as you see so many people hurting these days. So, you know, you, you can either ignore it, you can be a part of the darkness, or you can be a part of light. So if you ignore it, why do you deserve to shine? You're going to live your life just kind of ignoring that. I'm all about making money. I don't care about, okay, so you don't really, do, maybe you don't, you're always going to want money and you're never going to shine because you never, you got what I'm saying? That's the way that works. My life is all about glorifying God and, and, and helping others and building others. I don't see how I can't win. Even all the ups and downs I go through, I actually know I'm going to win in the end. I just think about all the shit God went through and how they people was hating on him and doing this to him. And hey, I, I, after all he did, all the good he did, they were still there to hate on him. I know I'm going to get hated on. I, I, the book basically tells you this. That's what it tells you. Don't matter how good you do, bro. And, and, and no matter how good you do, you still ain't going to be God. And even if you were, they would hate you because they hated God too. So it don't matter. Once you live your life in that light, man, jeez. You know what I mean? That's when they throw the shots at you. And that's all right. That's all right. That's what I commit to. But that's why I'm going to blow up. And that's why I'm going to also receive my share of hate. Just being real. Some real some real talk on this Thursday. Just let me get one of these birthday rants out. Just gotta get one of the birthday rants out. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm feeling fantastic to be alive. And not only that, I just feel so excited about this new podcast journey. We've been on it for more than three months now. Our numbers are growing. I feel like I feel like we're starting a movement. Because I'm going to be so consistent. Nobody's going to be more consistent than me. Five days a week, I'm going to give it. This would have been a big day for me and my pops. This is my birthday. I, I meant a lot to my dad. His, his kiddos mean everything. His two boys, me and Isaiah, mean a lot. lot. Hey, I got, a, I got other brothers, too. I just don't know them. <laughs> I, I just don't know all of them. Sean, Terrence, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's a couple more. My dad was a Rolling Stone, um, but I was hated because I was the one my daddy chose to take care of. I was the one my chose. My dad chose to take a, from his mom and you know from my mama and raise me by himself. My little brother also, little brother Zay, he raised the same way.
my dad had a lot of other kids that didn't get that experience. None of them did. Only us two. And he probably had about another 10 kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing at the fact. I just, you know, I just feel blessed that I had him. That, that, you know, that he chose me and he taught me everything that he knows. But this would have been a big day for us. All my birthdays. All the holidays without my pops make me feel really weird now. You know, but I remember once looking at this show. And the show was talking about, it was a psychic on there, a psychic show. I love them psychic shows. And a psychic dude was talking to uh, a person that was trying to like contact one of their relatives who had passed away on the other side. Just I don't I don't know. You gotta. And he made a point. He made a point. Uh, the the guy who talked to the spirits and relayed what was going on. He made a point to say, when you feel sadness a lot of grief from you know say say a person's passed away you can't stop thinking about them I, I know i've said this on our podcast before and you can't stop thinking about them and it's heavy thoughts that that person's actually right around you so i've been thinking about my pops a, a lot lately and and you know some sometimes a lot stronger than others so when that happens i know he's right around me Certain noises happen out of the blue that, you know, just literally out of the blue. To let me know he's right there. And But first, I feel him. I feel, I start to think about him. I start to have thoughts about him. And if that happens to you, you start to get thoughts like just like rushing emotions sometimes about a person that is not around you. Uh, that's maybe passed away or a grandmother or a grandfather. They're, they're probably right around you, hugging you, and I, and I truly believe it. I truly believe this. I truly believe this to be true. It's the energy, right? Pe- people are just energy. It's just ener- energy in a energy in 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 a, in a in a in a human form. I feel like dogs are the same thing. I just lost my dog recently, and. When that dog was gone, the energy of the dog was gone. The, the when I come in the house, the you know the pat the the feet on the floor, the 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 you know all the jumping in the wagon. That energy, that happy energy, was gone in our house. And I, so not only did I miss her, but the house missed that energy. Right? It, you know, you, you, if you have kids like I have kids and. And one of them leave the house. My son was over his friend's house for a couple of days. And he's our he's our big meathead goofball, right? And he's loud and he's, you know, always messing around and eating and cooking and noisy. And so when he was gone, that energy wasn't there. It was dead. Me and all the girls, me, my two daughters, <laughs> the my two puppies, and my wife. And I didn't have no boy energy to kind of bounce off of. And, you know, that 16-year-old boy energy is different. <laughs> you need that to combat that 13-year-old girl and 22-year-old girl and that mama energy shit. You need that. You need that boy energy. but you, It's all energy. So we got two new puppies. After after being down, after I was so down losing my puppy, just what a year in review. After losing my my best friend, my my baby Bonnie, and I and it was tough on me. I, I took it a lot tougher than I thought. I didn't know it was gonna be so hard. I just break down crying, uh, just just thinking about her. And I just and again I knew she was right around me. I I feel like she's with me all the time. I really know she is because if in her if. For her, she would have been, you know, drove in the car with me all the time. That's what, I didn't even like leaving the house. I didn't even know the dog was my companion dog. I thought I just had a dog until the dog passed away. And I literally, I can cry right now talking about it. But it just, it hurt me to the bone. I mean, I, I, I think of there's people that passed away that it didn't hurt me as much as it hurt when my dog was gone. Just because, I don't know, the dog is with me every day. And, and. And, and and knew how to comfort me when when nobody was thinking about comforting me or kind of knew I needed comforting when everybody else was busy living life and you know shit's happening and that dog is that dog is tuned in on me. 
So it, it was tough losing that baby. But then to get, you know, to replace that with two, two puppies, twice the love. So, I, you know, not only do I, I love getting all the love for them babies, for them two babies, but I got a lot of love to give, honestly. I just have a lot to give. Missing my dad every day. I, I miss him every day. Missing my, even, you know, missing my dog. My mom, I haven't seen in a long time. She lives in St. Louis. She not doing well. Missing my brother and my sisters down there. My brother's not doing well, health-wise. You know, it's a lot. But one thing to remember, life's going to happen, man. Life's going to happen. And you can't be everywhere all the time. When you say no to something, or you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. This stage of my life, I pick my family over everything. I just pick spending more time with my family, uh, working from home, um, you know, tr training and, and trying to build a business from home on this property because um, it really is about family. And the world has made it seem like it's about everything else. But I know the truth. Uh, even business. Business should be about family. Business is family business. And every every business you hear is somebody's last name. Most of them. Most of them. The old school ones, anyway. The real businesses that have been around forever. Those are last names of people. Family businesses. So that's what I'm all about. So big birthday episode today. This episode brought to you by Hayes Sports Performance. Also brought to you by Temptation Air Freshener. Brand new sponsor. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the family. Temptation Air Freshener. Personalizing your experience. Mm -hmm. Personalizing your air freshener experience. I'm coming up with all kind of taglines right on the right on the spot. I got to get better and better with them. I got I got to I want I, I can't wait to show y'all our first couple of Haze Hustle podcast. Um, air fresheners and what they smell like and we, we're in the lab right now baby we're in the lab right now hopefully we get some cranked out soon they all should be cranked out and up for sale soon maybe we do a couple giveaways to give them out there big sponsor today's show also brought to you by by bridge city fathers and mentors program bridging the gap between resources and Kids that need resources, at-risk kids, at-risk youth that need resources. To single parents, mothers and fathers that need year-round support, year-round peer mentorship for their kids, year-round outreach services, peer outreach services for their kids. a nonprofit foundation dedicated, dedicated to the youth. Check us out at www.bridgecityfam.com. Fam, F-A-M, as in family. You know how we do it. Big episode, big birthday episode today. Reflection, reflection, reflection. Birthdays all about reflection. Got my little juice here. Sipping on juice. Just regular juice, everybody. <laughs> Just regular juice. So birthdays. Big birthday episode. I'm gonna go back in the gonna go back in the old memory bank today. And I'm just kind of reflecting on birthdays. 
I'm reflecting on birthdays. My first birthday, that that like my youngest recollection of a birthday. My youngest recollection of a birthday that pops up in my head frequently. And it, and it was monumental because it, it's how I fell in love with football. But I was I, I remember I lived on um God, I gotta remember this street now. Let's go Wabada. If you if you in St. Louis, you know what street I'm talking about. I was living on Wabada. A street called Wabada, I know that's kinda funny. Wabada and what's the what's the other street that was down the road? I'm on a, we lived on the street called Wabada. We in the hood. We in a real hood. This is not this is not a game around here. <laughs> this is this neighborhood is not a game. Okay. So we lived on we lived on Wabada. I have a lot of dreams about this too. I mean, this is unbelievable that we have been talking about this. Up uh, my mom lived on Wabada. Uh, and, and at one point, my father and my mother, it was really my dad's, but my dad owned a shine place and a pool hall down the street on Wabada, on the corner, like a liquor store, you know, liquor store, uh, Shoe shine outside. He had the the pool hall inside. It's crazy. It was called it was called B and W's. Brenda and Williams. My my mom was Brenda. My dad was William. Unreal. I come from entrepreneur shit. Like this is what I come from. This is what I was born into. <laughs> okay. And my dad was a, a straight up gangster, and so that's how the joint was funded. And you know, my mom was the girl of a gangster. You know how that if if you in the life, that's just how that life was. And then I was the son of one. I was the son of one. But I just remember as a kid, um, this is the the, the the short time I lived with my mother. I didn't live for my with my mom very long. But you know, I was probably I was probably second grade. Second grade, this is an all-black community. All-black community. Yeah, St. Louis ain't no joke. St. Louis ain't like St. Louis ain't like these other, like, in Portland. Yeah, I live in Portland now. If you got three black residents on your block, they call it, oh, that's the black neighborhood. Because you got black three or four people that own houses in the neighborhood. Oh, then, then that's a black neighborhood. <laughs> it's kind of funny how they do that out here. You know what I'm saying? You have a couple blocks in a row like that that you got... You got a whole different kind of part of town to these cats. But out there, it was all black. Like, you know, it was all black. It, it was not a game. It was not a game. Mm-hmm. These neighborhoods were serious. Serious, serious business. So I lived on the block. I lived about the middle of the block. My dad had a my dad had a uh, his business at the corner. The barber shop was the barber shop was right next to that. The, the corner store was across the street. It was all like a little cluster uh, on these corners. And so, I remember it being my birthday, and I remember my dad coming over and bringing me. Uh, and so my dad didn't my dad didn't live with me. I lived with my mom. And it was, I'm trying to paint the picture for y'all so y'all can kind of feel the way, uh, the way this went. Okay. So we living with my grandmother. My grandmother, my grandmother was a mean, or is, I ain't going to say was, she's still alive. She is, you know, she is a kid. She was not too kind to me. Um, I was too dark in her eyes. I look too much like my dad in her eyes. And she let me know it as a kid. Like, you look too much like your dad. Your black ass, blah, 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 blah. Your fat ass. Like, this is this is from my grandmother on my mom's side. Like, it was, it was, it was unreal, right? So this is where I, this is where I live. This is the mom. Basically, she wanted my mom to have an abortion, but my mom didn't have an abortion. Uh, my, you could imagine my mom had my brother when she was 14. So I'm sure my grandmother was pissed. That she even had my brother. 
But then she turned around and had me when she was 16. Two kids by 16 and you living at home? What? By two different dudes? What? So my grandmother was steaming, so she hated, kind of hate. I, I, I was the one she hated. She was all right with my older brother. He was light-skinned and, you know, lighter-skinned. I guess his daddy was light-skinned. Who knows? Uh, and then and then my sister was lighter-skinned, too. Beautiful hair. You know, she had beautiful long hair. And, and I, I don't know. Maybe, his, maybe her daddy was light-skinned, too. I don't know these niggas. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, my daddy wasn't, though. You know what I'm saying? So I was the one that got called dark and all this kind of shit. So this is where we stayed. And my grandfather there, he he was a, he is an OG. Loved the blues. Loved the blues, man. And B.B. King was be blaring through our house. And so it was like a, I think it was like a maybe a three-bedroom home, three three, four-bedroom home. My uncle lived downstairs. One of my uncles lived there too, right? You know, there's black families. Everybody lived in the house. So one of my uncles lived there. My uncle Grady, he lived there on the main floor downstairs. Uh, he, he lived down there. Then my grandmother's room was upstairs. And then my mama's room was upstairs. And in my mama's room, me, my brother, and my sister all had to live in this one room. We didn't have separate rooms. My they they made us live in one room. Get your own house, or y'all live in that room up there. So we we stayed in the one room, and so everybody's basically everybody had different daddies. Just think about this. Everybody had different daddies. Me, we had three kids. Everybody had different daddies. And on Christmas, their daddies would come over and take turns bringing their kids their stuff. So my 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 brother's dad, my older brother's dad, his daddy was a a musician. He's like a guitar player or something like that. So he would always bring him guitars and, 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 and different instruments and stuff like that. And I was always like, damn, man, that's, you know, that's cool. My other, my, my sister's, my sister's dad was a fireman. So, you know, he, he had some dough. She would, and she was a girl, so she would get spoiled like a son of a bitch, right? So I'm in the middle. My dad was a gangster. <laughs> So, so this this particular this particular uh, birthday, um, uh, when it was my birthday, my dad was supposed to come over, and my brother and sister had their birthdays, and they and they had they dad tag came through big. You know, it's kind of it's all. I don't want to say it's a competition, but you know, if you want to, your dad got to come and do something, or it's like, man, our dads came through, your dad didn't come through. So they dads had came through and brought them birthday presents. My dad bought them birthday presents also, like you know. My, he was he's a real OG. He he bought them some shit too. He treated them good too, even though he wasn't you know he wasn't with my mom and and he knew they wasn't his kids, you know. Um, but he came around this birthday, and and you know it was a big birthday for me. And on my birthday, I don't think he showed up. So it it was it was a lot of talk. A lot of I was doing a lot of crying. I, I that that means so much to me that somebody said they're gonna show up. They actually show up. I don't give a fuck if you on time. You just show up like, oh man, he didn't show up. Hey, he show up a half hour late. I ain't gonna be like, man, you show up half hour late. I'm like, man, thank God you here. <laughs> I just happy to be here. But he didn't come that first night. I believe on my birthday. But then the next night, and it was getting late. And I didn't think he was gonna come. And you just think about it. I don't. I don't been hustling before. So much shit come up, and he was doing real work, like you know, in St. Louis, dealing with these real cats, you know, folks, and all these. It was. It was real shit he was dealing with. He was dealing with some real people. And so every day, you know, sometimes you you say your word, you can't make that word bond. You just can't do it, you know. Uh, but the next night, my dad showed up. And he had a, he had my first helmet, my set of shoulder pads, a little jersey to go over this, a jersey to go over the shoulder pads, a little football shirt, uh, and some paint, like a, basically a whole outfit. 
whole a whole uniform deal and he knew I love football like you know I had started looking at it kind of I would see my dad looking at TV and so I would like run around run around like you know having a loaf of bread in my hand acting like I was uh, Walter Payton because that's who my dad loved Walter Payton so I'd run around the house when I would go over his house to visit and act like I was Walter Payton man then he brought me all that gear with like a Walter Payton jersey or something like you know oh my god First helmet. I was only only dude on the block with a fucking full. He got I man. You got pants. You got you got the shoulder pads. You got my dad wasn't fucking around. My dad like yo. I I got you. I know I was. I would know I wasn't here yesterday. I'm sorry. You know, daddy had to work or daddy had to do this and this. But I got this, and I was like, I was blown away. Like you, if you touch my shit, I'll I'll knock your head off. <laughs> but. That shit meant so much to me, man. And I think that well, that's one of the things, like, even in my training career, I make it a big deal to show up to each training session and to be present, to show up and be present. I think that's why all my, my training is uh, – I had somebody the other day say my training wasn't worth the price I was charging. Fuck, fuck you. But what they don't understand is it's not it's not about training for me. It's it's totally different, and I'm doing something that a lot of trainers aren't doing, right? Like I am present. I I I, I don't miss. I'm not always on time, but I always make up for the time if I'm not on time, and it's usually because I'm taking care of another kid, because I'm going I'm going over in the board on another kid. So. So somebody else has absorbed that, but then I give that kid an extra love them. It's kind of unreal. I just feel it's an absolute privilege. Privilege. To be able to live through this gift. Throwback Thursday. Reliving old memories. First birthday I ever remember. Big football. Dad came over late night. I was already in the bed sleep. I was already in the bed sleep. Big knock on the door. Me, my brother, my sister, my mom, we all slept in the same bed. My mom was still downstairs looking at like good times or something like that. We was all upstairs getting ready to go to sleep, messing around, wrestling, talking shit. Trying not to go to sleep. And my mom came up came up there and said, come on down. Man, that was a big day. Came down, put that helmet on. I was running around the house all damn night. It was like 11 o'clock when he came over, so he didn't end up leaving until like 12, something like that. I just run around the whole damn time, suited up. I put everything on. Put it all on me, Dad. Put it all on me. <laughs> put it on me. I'm ready to go. My grandmother, of course, my grandmother didn't like my dad and didn't like me. So me running around 11 o'clock at night, she was, and my name in St. Louis is Lil' Bill. That's my nickname. I think St. Louis is all about nicknames. So my daddy's name is, is William. So my name is Lil' Bill. And still is Lil' Bill, right? So once you got that name, that's your name. So she, Lil' Bill, stop running around. Lil' Bill, Lil', Lil Bill, sit your butt down. Why, Brenda, why don't you sit his ass down? Going crazy. She was a Jehovah Witness. My grandma was a Jehovah Witness. I don't know how she was a Jehovah Witness. This girl, that damn mean. Like, I don't think Jehovah Witness is supposed to be that mean. <laughs> As, as mean as she was to me, I don't understand how she could be a religious anything. She, this lady, was mean to me. I know she loved me on some level. My grandfather, on the other hand, he was fantastic. Taught my brother all about the, taught us all about the blues. Taught us about B.B. King all the time. 
and how he was he was in living hell dealing with my grandmother. <laughs> so he felt like them blues singers. That shit that shit used to be hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Birthday memories, man. Birthday memories. First birthday memory. Let me talk about my worst birthday memory. My worst birthday memory, and I wasn't going to talk about this today. I, I debated on this. I debated on it, but it's been on my mind all day because I want to help somebody. I want to help somebody. And this story, this story, hopefully, is going to help somebody instead of just being a, a good story from my youth. But my worst birthday that I ever remember is my 21st birthday. My 21st birthday, everybody celebrates 21st birthday. Man, man, man. 21st birthday for me is one of the worst memories of my whole entire life. My whole entire life. I ain't gonna lie to you. My 21st birthday, I was the most depressed I've ever been. I was the heaviest I have ever been. Um, I was just, my life was in shambles. My life was in shambles at 21. I had um, just dropped out of college. Because I, I I thought I had just had a kid. I had a this girl had said she was pregnant by me, and next thing I know, I dropped. So I had only seen a real man, my father, take care of me. So when this when a girl told me she was pregnant, I dropped out of at this. I had two girls in the same year basically say that they was pregnant. Two different girls, and I, here I am. I mess with a lot of girls. So this is what you kind of get. Two girls said they was pregnant. I dropped out of school. My cousin had got murdered. Cowboy had got murdered. And I dropped out of school at the same time. Like, you know what? I need to be a real man and take care of these kids. So that, this is where I start hustling. I got I to I I I I get out here and get it because now I'm a young, how I'm going to take care of two kids. Boom, 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 boom. Right? Now, I'm thinking I'm stuck with these. Basically got to make it choice between these two girls in my life. I got these two girls. They got these two kids. Oh, my God. Now, again, I'm already going through this shit. My cousin is gone, so I'm kind of in really grief about that. I'm kind of blinded to everything else going on. I'm in college, um, and, and then I'm kind of breaking up with college because of the really the grief of my cousin being gone, right? So I am very vulnerable at this time. Very vulnerable. You gonna think about this being a boy, twenty-one year old boy, being vulnerable. But I'm overweight, uh, self-conscious. Just you know, uh, college. You know, I used to play sports. Now I don't play sports no more. I let myself go. Um, you know, and this is before I really got into the street. Really, I'm, I, I'm just kind of dealing with um, uh, the fact that my 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 cousin got my you know my. I lost my cousin. So I was just, just a mess. I had never lost a family member before. It's the first time I had ever lost a family member. And and I think my uncle, my uncle Mac had passed away. So hold on, I think my uncle Mac, my grandmother, it was like a, a domino effect. It was like three, three people had passed away in my family. I had after having a lifetime, 18, 19, 20 years of no nobody passing away, like three happened in a row. And I was kind of just on the fence. So I got I'm messing with these girls, right? I ain't gonna even give them enough glory to say their damn names. Okay, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh and so both of them come up pregnant. I'm thinking I gotta be a man. I need to stop and be a man. Do what you gotta do, hustle, get job, whatever. I'm doing both of them. Got a job, I'm hustling, I'm doing everything else. I got one of these girls, one of these girls is living with me in, in one of my apartments. In my apartment, the other girl lived in a whole nother uh, town, right? So here's the funny thing: me trying to play them, right? Right? Me trying to have two girls, and they didn't even know about each other, and all this kind of shit. And um, come to find out, in reality, in this whole story, neither one of these kids were mine, and they was playing me. They was playing me. Like I, but I had no idea because I was so busy trying to play them. Plus, I'm at the hospital. My cousin was in a coma and he passed away. And so, you know, I'm starting to, 
you know, get into some different stuff, gang stuff. I wasn't really having my eyes on what's happening at home. And these girls were playing me to the T, having other dudes and like naming the kids after me. So I had to pay the child support, like some real Jerry Springer shit. And I found myself stuck at 21. One of them living in my house, the other one somewhere else. And they had named these kids after me. And I had kind of found out through their moms that neither of the kids were mine. Through their mothers. Through their mothers told me. Think about this shit. Their mothers told me. Neither one of these kids were mine. So now, so now one of them staying with me. And I'm trying to keep, then you got to get out of my house. This girl don't want to leave the house. I don't, I don't want to really abandon the kid, but now I find out the kid ain't mine. I don't really know what to do. This bride is like, this This bride is like, literally like, won't leave the house. I'm like, you got to get your shit up. You got to get out of here. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, she won't leave. This other bride, I, 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 I still thought, I still, I still th- thought the kid was mine, but kind of find out she's in a whole other state. And this is a whole nother situation. This is a whole nother, her boyfriend before me and they still, I had no idea, but I'm getting played. I'm a lame. I have no idea. This is, this is kind of the making of me, of having to get my ass kicked and drugged through the mud a couple of times. And this was the Jerry Springer shit. And it was, it was happening right in front of my, it was happening to me. Child, so I call child support. They wouldn't help me. Nobody would help me. Like, I'm still going through shit right now, currently through that situation. But the big point I was trying to say is it was my 21st birthday. My dad threw a surprise birthday party for me. He threw a surprise birthday party for me. Okay. And when he threw the surprise birthday party, I had no idea, but I was at home with that girl and want her to get out of my house. The other girl had came down here from out of town. They had had words at my front door. Now this other girl is all pissed off and in my house and like tearing up shit, like like putting a knife through my couch, like 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 busting the TV screen, but she won't leave. Like threatening to like put a slit in the water bed. Like, are you joking me? Like this bitch is crazy. Like I don't know what to do, right? So I'ma tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I was at my lowest. I was at my lowest, man. I was so depressed. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I was stuck. I, 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 and my dad, my dad was cool as a cucumber. Like, what? This is, you got to get the hell out your house. i like, no, I'm stuck. You don't understand. I got to marry one of these girls. My dad was like, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. But I, I, was, I was convinced. I had only seen my dad be a good man. So I wanted to be a good man. I wanted to do right by those kids. I didn't give a fuck about the girls. It was about the kids. I wanted to do right by the kids. And had no idea I was getting played. No fuck, no clue. No clue, but I was stuck. So here my dad and them go trying to get me to come to a party on my 21st birthday. My birthday come up, they're trying to get me to come to this party. And I'm in this house with this girl. Like, she talking about she going to kill herself and she's threatening to do all this kind of shit. If, if I don't, if I don't do this and I don't do that and she's, you know, she found out about this other kid I got now. And so she going, and I just, I'm in a web of bullshit. And neither one of the kids of mine have no idea. And I'm going through this web of bullshit and I feel like my life is over. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I can, I contemplated suicide. Straight up. I, I'm 21 years old. I contemplated suicide. These ain't even my fucking kids. And here I am contemplating suicide with some devilish shit, right? Me trying to get my rocks off over here and over there, trying to mess with all these girls. And girls looking, trying to get an opportunity from a person who ain't got their eye on the prize and out just trying to get some ass. And that's exactly right. And you got assed out. And so I, this is my young days, and I had no idea. I'm still paying a financial burden for this. It's still compromising credit, still compromising my life off of these decisions. But I contemplated suicide. Like, I had a gun. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. This is things that I really considered. That day, that day, on my 21st birthday, I considered suicide. That day, I had a gun. That day, I was going to do it. That day. Because I thought... 
life is just hell. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I don't have my football scholarship. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm in this situation. How can I be in this situation? I look at myself in the mirror. I was almost 400 pounds. How can I be 400 pounds? Because I was so depressed and my life was so hell. I could not believe that was my life. I remember telling God, I remember asking God, if I take care of this kid that I know that isn't mine, I know her kid isn't mine. She done named the kid after me, like my real freaking name, right? And I know, and, and, and now I know the kid isn't mine. The, the mother is coming to me telling me the kid is mine. I'm trying to tell the bride, you got you to change the name. You got to get out of here. I don't know what you're going to do. You got to. Now, now I, I, I want the girl to, she won't change the name. No, she ain't doing nothing. I'm, I'm naming the kid after you. No, so I'm I'm like I asked God. I said, "Listen, if I take care of this kid, if I take care of this kid, knowing that it's not mine, that even though I'm trying to get this, that the child support won't change the name. They're like, nope, we got you as the father. You are the one that's going to pay. Sorry, like ain't nobody, ain't no nobody's trying to hear it because I was trying to be the good person at first. Once I found out I was screwed over and tried to get some recourse, everybody was like, no, 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 no. There's no recourse, bro." There's, there's no read, we don't, ain't no redos. You, you're on the hook. So I, I was devastated. I was just devastated. I thought, I thought that was, that was gonna, that was my options in life was that I was stuck. And so, and so, you know, I really considered suicide that day. My dad threw me a party. I refused to show up at the party. I sat there crying. I sat there depressed. I sat there contemplating killing myself that day. And I think about how much kids go through these days because that wasn't even my kids. That situation, it helped make me, but it almost broke me. It almost broke me. I there never would have been a Coach Hayes. It never would, I never would have been able to inspire so many kids. I never would have helped 500 kids get to college. I never would have had my own children. Oh, my God, my own blessings. I asked God, I asked God, if I take care of this kid, knowing this kid isn't mine, will you please take this weight off of me? I weighed like 400 pounds. I didn't know how I came there. I said, please, God. I'll do this in exchange. I know this kid isn't mine. I hate, I, I do not like this girl. I don't like the other girl either. I don't like neither one of them. But I'll take care of these kids. If this is the situation I'm painting in, if you will just deliver me from this weight. That's, that's, this is what I really ask God. This is what I ask God. I would, I, I would exchange for my time, for my love. Now, what I didn't know, now, now you know, I'm, now that whole day, was horrible. Now, I, of course, I didn't end up killing myself. I ended up making it through the day. My dad ended up having, after that situation and that day, me not coming to the party, like literally my cousins, everybody, come over, man. They ended up telling me we had a whole party set up. We had a barbecue. Everybody was here. And I just hated the way I looked. I hated myself. I hated everything. I hated, hated everything. And my dad brought his ass over there the next day, and he kicked that girl the hell out of my house, and that was it for her. My dad was like, okay, I see this shit that guy said. You ain't coming to the party? My dad, I think they partied that night without me. And the next day, my dad came over, and that shit was a wrap. She was up out of my fucking house. <laughs> my dad was like, you're getting the fuck up out of here today. No, no, no. This shit goes This shit goes down today. You're leaving my son's house today. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck what you're going through. You got to go. And my dad came over there. He meant business. That shit was done. It was, it was done. So, so you know, uh, uh, I just, you know, these experiences in our life, my first my first to my worst, you know, my first to my worst uh, birthday experiences, uh, night and day, night and day. And, uh, and I just, I, I, I just so thank the Lord that, he allowed me to make through that tough time in my in my life to be able to still be here right now and to experience the better side of life the same way with losing my business, losing my house, and, and now having a bigger house, having a more meaningful business, building a, a, a podcast empire and building a, 
uh, a tr- uh, continue building a training empire and recruiting and consulting and 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 you know uh, a author now and just now starting to really branch out and go and be what he want me to be. I just thank God for this life. I just thank God for this time, and I'm going to make the most out of it. I thank God for another year. I thank God for you listening today. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for going through therapy with me. This is Coach Hayes on the Hayes Hustle Podcast on Throwback Thursday. Have a fantastic day. Peace.